Coming up, the man behind the armed mutiny is back in Russia, one week since he was banished to Belarus. What we know so far about the deal that ended the revolt and whether it's still being followed. And a man is arrested near the residence of former President Barack Obama. Prosecutors say he got the address from a post Trump made on social media. The rundown starts now. This is Straight Arrow News bringing you unbiased straight facts. Today is Thursday, July 6th, 2023. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kara Rucker. We start with breaking news out of Russia this morning. The president of Belarus announcing that Wagner Group chief Yevgeny Prigozhin is in St. Petersburg. This despite a deal that saw Prigozhin move to Belarus following the group's revolt against Russia last month. Under the deal, Prigozhin and his mercenaries received security guarantees in exchange for an end to the rebellion. Reports about Prigozhin's trip back to Russia started to come out yesterday, just over a week after he had made the move to Belarus. While his presence was seen as part of an agreement that allowed him to finalize his affairs in Russia, much remains unclear about the terms of the deal and whether it is being implemented as agreed. As for Prigozhin's Wagner troops, they are still at the camps they had been at before the mutiny began. Three U.S. drones were conducting a mission against ISIS targets in Syria when three Russian fighter jets approached the drones and began harassing them. That's according to Air Force officials. The Russian jets seen on video dropped multiple parachute flares in front of the drones. A Russian jet positioned itself right in front of a U.S. drone and engaged after burner. The interaction forcing the U.S. aircraft to take evasive measures. The U.S. is calling Russia's actions unprofessional and unsafe for both U.S. and Russian forces stationed in Syria. In March, the U.S. accused Russia of flying jets over U.S. bases in Syria nearly every day. We've seen these sort of provoking interactions not only in Syria, but also over the Black Sea. It was in March when a Russian military aircraft forced a U.S. drone down in those waters. A man was arrested last week near the home of former President Obama. 37-year-old Taylor Toronto allegedly talked about finding the entrance to the Obama's home using the sewer system. According to prosecutors, Toronto got the idea to go to the Obama's residence after former President Trump reportedly posted Obama's address online. Toronto had two firearms in his van, but 18 guns are registered to him. He's currently in jail on charges related to January 6th, in which prosecutors are asking for Toronto to remain jailed until trial. Toronto has also allegedly threatened House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland. The Biden administration is poised to appeal a federal court ruling that bans government officials from contacting social media companies because of concerns over collusion. We first reported on the federal judge's ruling on Wednesday, who created the boundary between government and big tech after a lawsuit by Republican-led states alleged First Amendment rights were being violated when social media posts about COVID-19 vaccines or election fraud were flagged or removed. Other content like Hunter Biden's laptop and COVID-19 lab leak origin theories were also cited in the lawsuit as being censored, allegedly with a helping hand from the government. The judge ruled agencies like the Department of Health and Human Services and the FBI must limit their contact with Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. The DOJ will appeal, according to the latest court documents. 
So as you know, DOJ is reviewing uh, the decision, the injunction, and so I don't want to get ahead of, of, what, uh, of what, uh, what they will uh, evaluate and their options could potentially be, so I'm not going to get ahead of the DOJ. Uh, if you're asking me if we agree or disagree, we certainly disagree uh, with this decision. Canada's government will no longer be posting advertisements on Facebook or Instagram in the latest tit for tat over Canada's new law that will require social media companies to pay news organizations for its content shared on these platforms. Meta decided it wasn't going to pay for those posts, so it blocked access to news content on their platforms. Canada called Meta's decision to remove news rather than comply and pay a cop-out and is now ending federal government ad spending on Facebook and Instagram, which Canada spends more than $7 million on a year. Meta isn't the only big tech platform that is opposed to Canada's new online news act. Google says it will be blocking Canadian news when the bill takes effect in six months. The Earth has never been hotter than it's been this week. That's according to satellite data used by the University of Maine. On Monday, the world's temperature reached an all-time high with an average temp of 62.6 degrees Fahrenheit. The next day, the record was broke again. And on Wednesday, for a third day straight, the Earth was emitting heat at a peak temperature of 62.9 degrees. The data has been recorded since 1979. This is a combination of climate change creating warmer years on record as steady March as we're going up where we're seeing this warmth over time. And it's also the development of El Nino. During an El Nino year, particularly when you get moderate or strong El Ninos, those are typically some of the warmest years every single decade. These are your top stories. Thanks for joining us on The Rundown. We're on a mission to bring back trustworthy journalism by serving only you, not an agenda. Be sure to check out more of our work at straightarrownews.com. And you can also find the latest Rundown episodes available as a podcast on all major podcast platforms. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, I'm Kara Rucker. Have a great day.